America. We are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. New York's talk station with the king of New York. Curtis Lewa, 77 WABC. we're going through in New York City today, this crime crisis, where oftentimes it feels like Kurt Russell in Escape from New York. And in honor of uh, Bernard McGurk, I described earlier today with Sid Rosenberg as we continue memorializing him, commemorating him, and remembering all the times he gave to you on the radio, but also the times... He was down in the streets, in the subways, and in the belly of the beast, right upon the lockdown and the pandemic of March of 2020, when he would dress like Lawrence of Arabia, go down and catch the Long Island Railroad because he was doing the morning program with Sid, who was coming down on the number one train. The only two-in-morning radio to actually do the shows from the studio. But uh, Lawrence of Arabia, a.k.a. Bernard McGurk, had a ship. Right within his sleeve. And as I was the sheriff of uh, Penn Station with the Guardian Angels, trying to keep the homeless and emotionally disturbed from causing problems for themselves and everyone else, I'll never forget the fact that Bert McGurk, while catching the Long Island Railroad, had my back one time when I was uh, wrestling with this emotionally disturbed person. And quite frankly, he was getting the better of me. Might have ended uh, that I was on the floor and might have been chopped up and stabbed up like we've read so many times of late. Emotionally disturbed persons acting out during a psychotic disorder. I owe it to you, Bernie, high in the sky. He had my back like he had a lot of people's backs on the radio like he had in his entire life. Growing up in the public housing projects of the South Bronx, Monroe, and a proud Hayesman having gone to Cardinal Hayes. Right near Concourse Village, which is tough stuff, near 149th and Grand Concourse. But the new argument coming from the Eric Adams administration, all of his sickle fans, toadies, and lackeys, and those on the far left and progressives like AOC, all our crazy Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, leader of the Democratic Socialists of America, the Justice Warriors, and her acolytes, is that, no, 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 this is an exaggeration, this crime. It is the perception of crime, and especially as the stats tell us in the subways where there's been a 45% increase in crime and more murders than we've had in the subway since 25 years ago. And remember, remember, there's still, still time to go before the dropping of the ball that'll welcome in the new year with no doubt more murders that'll take place deep within the bowels of the city subway system. Listen to Eric and, uh, 
Eric Adams. This is his mantra now whenever he's asked about crime in the subways. We have a safe subway system. Transit police officers, they have done their jobs. What we must do is remove the perception of fear. Cases like this aggravates the perception of fear. Uh, when you see homeless individuals with mental health issues not being attended to and given the proper services that add to the perception of fear. And so what our battle is in the subway system is fighting the perception of fear. God, he said perception so many times. It's being uh, parroted by his staff. Quite frankly, it is not selling with the general public. So what did Eric Adams, swagger man with no plan, decide to do? Wheel out is missing in action. Police commissioner, Sewell, not ready for prime time, refuses to move into the city of New York. Although when you're a police commissioner in New York City, you're given six months to move in and actually live in the city that you're in charge of the police department. She refuses. She says, I'm not coming into the city. She's probably terrified and scared like everyone else. So they wheeled her out. And they selected three separate media outlets. One TV station, Channel 7 Eyewitness News. One newspaper, AM uh, New York. And one radio station, WINS. And they had them accompany her as she wrote on one, one line, the number six train. From a location uh, near 53rd and 3rd. Excuse me, Lexington, which is not far from our studios where this past Saturday a gang of six dressed all in similar garb, black hoodies, black masks, black garb, like they were cast characters out of the Warriors, uh, the cult classic uh, movie about gangs in the uh, subways. And she stood at the location and she rode one stop to Grand Central on the 6th. In the company of the transit chief, Jason Wilcox, who should resign. He should uh, impale himself, the horrible job that he's doing. One stop. And this is all she had to say. Obviously, we're concerned about the safety of New Yorkers. The subway has to be safe. I remember taking the subway myself to go to school. The people who go to school, the people who work in the city, and this is the lifeblood. It has to be safe. One stop, one stop only, and the reason they yanked her off of Grand Central is so many of the strap hangers, so many of the people riding uh, the subway, waiting for the subway train, were just giving her grief, giving her hell. And so she went up uh, up topside and disappeared. In fact, the only uh, activity she has with the uh, police department leadership, according to all, at one police plaza, she doesn't meet with the chiefs, the deputy chiefs. She meets uh, with only... Her boss was not directly Eric Adams. It's actually the deputy mayor for public safety, a unindicted co-conspirator who should have went to jail for uh, police corruption, who became a confidential informer. And they meet one time a week. And Lou, it happens to be on Sundays. And I'm, um, I'm hoping it's in church and not in a hotel no-tell. Holiday Inn Express. That's uh, Deputy Mayor Banks' crooked cop. It tells you why things uh, have gone awry. But the MTA, the money-taking agency, has come up with a new campaign. They insist that they are going to amplify the missing in action police commissioner Sewell's voice 
on the platforms and the moving subway cars in the city's vast subway system because they believe that when thugs, when pervs, when marauders, when violators, when enemies of society go on a rampage, whether they happen to be the Green Goblin Girl Gang that came from the Queensbridge Projects, which is actually where Sewell is originally from, or any of the other gangs who now roam the subway with impunity, that once they hear her voice, once they hear her commands, they will cease and desist. Let's hear what she is going to be saying ad nauseum. And when you hear it, uh, you judge for yourself. Hello, I'm NYPD Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell. New York relies on its subway system like no other city in the nation. And your NYPD officers are working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, to keep it safe. Enjoy your ride, and thank you for choosing Mass Transit. Yeah, that's going to work. That's going to work. It sure is. Yeah, not. So let's go to announcement number two that will be in rotation. You're going to hear it again and again and again, according to the money-taking agency. Hello, I'm NYPD Commissioner Kishan Sewell. We have increased officers on trains and platforms so that you can ride safely, knowing that we are here to help. If you see something, say something. Who are you going to say it to? There are no cops around. There's no cops around at all. That's ridiculous. How about this? Look, uh, I hate the MTA money-taking agency. They're inept. They're corrupt. They spend money uh, like it's uh, not theirs, which is true. It's ours. Uh, and they're running the system right into the ground. They're uh, located over at J Street Borough Hall in Brooklyn. But I'll tell you this, uh, Lou, I'm more than happy to provide this Curtis Sliwa specialized, customized announcement that they can play on the trains, and I guarantee you, it'll put fear into a lot of the enemies of society. They'll think twice. Stand clear of the closing doors, please. This is Curtis Lewa, as if you didn't even know. I am the sheriff of the MTA, the money-taking agency. Yo, that photo recognition technology, you're all on film. I'm going to know quickly if you're a criminal or not. And those guys who are trying to prove they don't have erectile dysfunction, put your three-piece set in your pants, you pervs. And if you try to commit the crime, whatever it is, I'm going to hit you so hard, your grandmother will feel the vibration. So, you want to deal with me? Or you want to just sit down, mind your own business, and get off at your stop, and don't bust anybody's chops. I kind of think that one will have uh, more of an impression on the enemies of society, the thugs and thuggets, than any of those voiceovers by missing in action Sewell, the police commissioner, who really should just put in her retirement papers and get out of there by January 1st. She's been a, an abject failure and really just a placeholder for... The corrupt banks, who's really the shot caller, who should have been in jail. It just shows, shows you what a miserable situation uh, we're in. Hey, by the way, how about this, Lou? How about this as the new MTA slogan? We'll truncate it. We'll keep it nice, sweet, short, and to the point. Get off at your stop and don't bust anybody's chops. I like that. Can I hear that one more time? Get off at your stop and don't bust anybody's chops. Perfect. Perfect. Now, meantime, while all of this was said by the bureaucracy, 
by Eric Adams, who continues to preach the mantra that it's all perception, perception. Look at the analytics. What do you tell the woman from Far Rockaway, mother of five, who worked at JFK, would take the A train every morning from Far Rockaway all the way down to Howard Beach and then make the interconnection between the subway station and then the buses that take you to JFK. You remember, she was viciously stomped. She was brutalized. This marauder, this enemy of society who said, I'll do it again if given a chance with an exclusive jailhouse interview on Rikers. Yeah, he's actually on Rikers. Surprise, surprise, surprise. He nearly killed her. She may well lose her eye. And listen to her appeal And there's no answers from Eric Adams on this. He never visited her, nor from the police commissioner, Sewell, who never visited her. Do you know how scared I am now? I was never a person to be scared. I can't see anything on my right side, honestly. And it just hurts. It's an incident in the subway. What happened to all these police officers? They said they will have there to protect us, to be there. There's like nobody to be found. I, I don't understand. No cops. Just like back on February 27th, if you remember, 10 people were shot. 29 injured on that end train during rush hour in the morning at 36th Street in the Sunset Park section. Turned out the guy was Frank James. We watched at nauseam, at least I did, his YouTube uploads. Oh, my God. He was like a black Hebrew Israelite. He was out to shoot everybody, especially the McWhitey Whiteys. He's housed in the Federal House of Detention in Sunset Park. And his uh, his bunk mate, or I don't know who's the Maytag, his uh, <laughs> an incredible... Guy, that pedophile on a pedestal, R. Kelly. That's right, R. Kelly and him are bunkmates. Well, yesterday, he didn't want to appear in federal court to face all the charges of how he tried to kill so many subway riders. Back on February 27th, escaped all day, walked around the city like he owned it, incapable of picking him up, the police were. He actually called them from the Lower East Side. He said, I'm here at Mickey D's. Come get me. They were still late in arriving. Finally, he gets caught. You never hear about him any longer. Well, he refused to show up in court, and the federal judge said, look, I'm telling you, you use all necessary force to get his tuchus in here. And the marshals went back and said, we will do that with a lot of delight. And they gave him an attitudinal readjustment. They hogtied him. They brought him into court. And he acted like, oh, I just... I just had a bad day. I wasn't feeling that well. And the judge laid down the law and order that clearly the city is not and said, you had better not break the law in my courtroom. Oh, yeah. He knows New York. He is New York. Cred that the others don't have. Curtis Sliwa. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Well, you know what that means, Lou. It's our theme song for the invasion of the illegals, which continue. Uh, Let me give you more of a reason why Venezuelans would want to come cross the border from Mexico into Texas. They've had mudslides in the favelas on top of Caracas, way up in the hills and in the uh, surrounding areas. 
which has forced thousands of Venezuelans to lose their meager possessions and their shacks that they were living in in the favela. Now, if you know Maduro, he's taking a page right out of Fidel Castro. Behind the sugarcane curtain of Cuba, Fidel Castro went overwhelmed in feeding people and caring for them in 1980, said, I got a sucker president named Jimmy Carter. I'll send them across in all kinds of rafts, dinghies, makeshift boats. Uh, there'll be the Mariolitos. And I know that Jimmy Carter and his wife, uh, Rosalind, will be on the other side and will greet them just like Papa Chula Joe Biden is doing now. It's almost like we've seen this story before. And what Fidel Castro did was open up his prisons, open up his insane asylums, got rid of his dissidents, got rid of those people he couldn't feed and sustain any longer, and he sent them packing to America. And all oh, the mishigash that it caused for years and years, the mariolitos, as they spread across the country, and as mentioned before, they even caused Bill Clinton not to get re-elected governor in Arkansas because many were sent to Fort Chafee right outside of Little Rock, they burnt the fort down and escaped into the Ozark Mountains. The people of Arkansas held then-Governor Bill Clinton responsible. He got sacked, only to come back two, day, two uh, years later to get reelected. But let me give you the update here because it's moving fast and furiously. In fact, the Milford Gardens that I spoke about a long time ago and said it would be the epicenter of illegal alien activity has now been certified by Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, as the intake center. He will now house 400 families at the Milford Plaza, renamed uh, New York City Row, right there on 44th and 8th. And people will be staying there for long periods of time before they can be segued into the normal shelter system or until they're home of their own. You know what that means in perpetuity. The uh, rates are now $400 a night. And the owners and operators who remain anonymous of the New York City Road, the old Milford Plaza, which was on the brink of going bankrupt. In fact, the Bank of America was ready to take over the hotel in June. has now been given a new life. I want to know who these anonymous owners are who are going to be making $400 a night. Remember the old commercial for the Milford Plaza? Come on Stay at the Milford Plaza Hotel with cocktail, dinner, and breakfast for $49.50 per person. Discover why we are the lullaby of Broadway. The Milford Plaza is the lullaby of Broadway. Wow, imagine if you're a regular homeless person over at the Bellevue Shelter, which is Umiserable. Maybe you were a veteran. Maybe you had a personal problem that caused you to uh, be impaired. And you now look at these illegals flooding in from Venezuela mostly. And they're getting put up at a uh, regular hotel in the heart of Times Square. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, Lou, uh, over this past weekend, somebody jumped off the roof of the Milford Plaza. And uh, two blocks down at another Times Square hotel, a young lady stood on a chair and a table right at the rooftop cafe and jumped off herself. 
And meantime, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, is saying that the big problem in Times Square is guns, guns killing people. He doesn't want guns. Well, I think he's going to have to put up nets. We've had two people within 72 hours jump off rooftops of the NYC Row Hotel and another Times Square Hotel to their death. Major, major, major problems. Meantime, the tent has gone up on Randall's Island. It'll soon be occupied by more illegals. As Kathy Crimewave Holcomb has said, she'll send the National Guard to protect them from the other homeless and the other drug addicts who are housed on Randall's Island who are going to be very upset and are going to want to bum-rush this new tent because there they got better food, they got better clothes, they got better amenities, they got swag bags, and they got Obama phones. They are going to be pissed. That's why the National Guard will be there. Then you have uh, Crime Wave Kathy Holcomb saying, hey, really, the Fed's got to do something. I'm not going to blame Joe Biden, but the Fed's got to do something. Uh, Nancy Pelosi was in town, and she said, yeah, we got to do something about the border. But she wouldn't blame Papa Chulo Joe Biden, who was responsible for this, who in the debates against then-President Donald Trump was basically saying to all the illegals in other countries, whether Mexico, uh, whether it was Guatemala, Honduras, El Salvador, whether it was Colombia, Ecuador, or Venezuela, or Dominican Republic, Andale, Andale, I'm your Papa Chula. Come one, come all across the border. And they are flooding 2,000 strong each and every week into our city. A proposal has been made to ship them upstate. That is the uh, junior senator of the state of New York uh, who has all of a sudden said, uh, we need to send them upstate. There are so many empty areas upstate. But the Congresswoman Stefanak has said, no, 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 don't be sending them upstate. We can barely take care of the residents ourselves. So you have Gillibrand, the junior senator, in a cat fight with Stefanak from upstate. And oh, the talons are out. In the meantime, everybody is wanting money from the federal government. Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, wants now a billion dollars, although he won't blame Biden. A billion. How do you go from $500 million to suddenly a billion dollars? And it's only 18,000 illegals that you have to house. I mean, do the mathematics. Who's going to get paid off? Friends of Eric Adams, of course. Who's going to get sweetheart deals? Friends of Eric Adams. Follow the money. Follow the money. But there's only one person at this point who is standing against any of these ideas. One person that I see. And in fact, in approximately 15 minutes, she'll be having a press conference at the home port in Staten Island, where Lou, as you know, they wanted to bring in the SSS Joe Biden, the Norwegian cruise lines. Now, the Eric Adams administration, through the corrupt chief of staff, Frank Caron, who's leaving on January 1st, is negotiating with uh, Kathy Lee uh, Gifford, Carnival Cruise Line, and a bunch of cruise lines from third world countries that are no longer used but are mothballed. But they are hell intent on bringing a cruise line at a home port. This is where the uh, naval fleet used to be housed. And then all of a sudden, the schmuck to putz, Chuck E. Cheese Schumer, and the congressman, Gerald the Whale Nadler, said, no, 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 you got to tell us whether any of these uh, battleships, any of these cruisers, the aircraft carriers, any of the naval uh, ships itself are carrying nuclear weapons. 
They said, no, no, no. We never tell anybody whether a ship is carrying nuclear weapons. Well, if you're not going to do that, oofah, get the hell out of here. Pack your bags and leave. Then the attack on 9-11, and there was the Congressman Gerald the Whale Nadler saying, with the planes, the planes, like that too, looking for planes, looking for ships. Hey, you schmuck, you putz, you chased them out. You chased out the Coast Guard before that at Governor's Island. There was nothing. But in approximately 15 minutes, Lou, right there at the location of the home port, the north shore of Staten Island, where residents are saying no, no, a thousand times no. But their elected officials are vacillating. The Democrats uh, especially are in hiding. They don't want to take an opinion on this. The Republicans... For the most part, are together, but some of them are vacillating and saying, well, maybe the cruise line, as Joe Borelli said, might be the best of a, a few bad alternatives. As you can see, they're pouring the illegal aliens into the no-tell hotels, Holiday Inn Expresses in Travis, that great community that has preserved the annual Fourth of July parade, longest running in the nation. They now have illegal aliens going door to door, begging for food, begging for clothes, begging for shoes, begging for things that Eric Adams is not supplying them, even though he's saying, I am the mayor of a sanctuary city. I welcome them all. One person, one person alone. And that's Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, who is against all the ideas. She's telling them you got to secure the border because there is no end to this, if you know she goes, only 5% of these individuals are legitimate asylum claims. The others are saying it just so that they can get the easy pass, come into the country, and in many instances disappear between the cracks. She's saying out of 4 million-plus people, that's going to be the number of actual asylum uh, individuals who qualify. And she is in opposition. What Kathy Crime Wave Hochul wants, what Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan, wants, including her own borough president, Vito Fasella. She's thrown down the gauntlet, who has sent a letter to the governor formally requesting she initiate a federal response. It says, Vito, declare a state of emergency, get the federal government at the table officially sooner rather than later, and begin to offset some of these costs. Congresswoman Nicole Maliotakis, the lone voice saying no to all of these. No, it will destroy the city. You can't do this. We will be overwhelmed. Staten Island is already overwhelmed. Look at the Travis section. Look at the idea of bringing in the cruise liner. It's coming in a Norwegian cruise liner first, Carnival Cruise Line then, Third World Cruise Lines. They start in Staten Island. They'll then be birthed there at the uh, Brooklyn Navy Yard in the dry dock number two. I know that that's the plan of next. They'll be putting tents in all of the five boroughs. Listen to Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. He said every neighborhood will get illegal aliens. Every one of the boroughs will get their fair share of illegal aliens. And who is to make those determinations? So either you're going to unite and you're going to fight for what you know is right, and that is to say no more, no more, absolutely no more. Because if you accept the federal dollars, then this will become a city of illegal aliens. They'll all be flooding in because, of course, they all want to come to New York. Meantime, as we take you up to Bristol, Connecticut, how many people have actually spent time recognizing how difficult a job police have, 
particularly when it is a domestic call, domestic violence. I mean, if you look at AOC, if you look at Kaban and Astoria, if you look at other elected officials, they're going to tell you never, 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 never under any circumstance call 911. What are you going to call? A special team of mental health officials? Look at what happened last night. You have two guys, right? They're living together. One of them leaves a bar. He comes home into Bristol and Redstone Hill Road. He gets into a fight with the guy who he's living with who happens to be his brother. They call 911 at 1029. And then the guy kicks his brother out, shoots his brother once, and has a loaded AR-15 rifle with clips ready. He's setting up the cops. The cops come, and he immediately begins shooting them down. They had no chance whatsoever. Sergeant Dustin DeMonte, age 35. Officer Alex Hamsey, 34. DeMonte was a married father of two with a third on the way. And then Alec Lurado, age 26. Thank God he survived. He underwent surgery. They expect a full recovery. The suspect's brother, as I said, was also shot and transported to a hospital. These are the most dangerous of all calls. When it is a domestic violence call, cops put it all on the line. Let me take you back to the subways. Just on Tuesday, a serial domestic abuser with 31 prior arrests beat up his ex-girlfriend at a Brooklyn subway station, which was uh, right in the area of Bay Parkway on the end train. He not only robbed her, he beat her, he stomped her, he punched her, he threw her into the tracks. And then he got on the end train and he escaped. The cops were waiting for him at 36th Street. Once he was there, he fought the cops. He punched one of them. He kicked another in the face. He struggled. They put him in handcuffs. He kicked out a rear window before he was taken to Lutheran Hospital for a psychiatric evaluation. Why should three cops have to struggle with this enemy of society who has been arrested again and again and again, and by the way, for domestic violence uh, charges, only to be released in his own recognizance into the street time and time again by Judge Joshua Glick. Remember the name, Judge Joshua Glick, releasing him over and over again, even though he was attacking women on a regular basis. Give the cops the nightstick. When this guy resisted them at 36th Street, punches one of them in the face, kicks another cop as they struggle to put the handcuffs on. How many times have we seen these videos? Give them the wooden shampoo back. Let them beat the guy down until he capitulates. He accedes to their commands. They put the cuffs on and they put him in the car and take him to the precinct. How nonsensical this is that we've taken... The wooden baton away from the cops. They have no other remedies other than to tase the suspect or shoot the suspect. I think it's a hell of a lot better if the suspect gets a wooden shampoo than if he gets tased or shot and maybe doesn't survive that circumstance. Check this out. No one knows New York better. The founder of the Guardian Angels, Curtis Lewa. And you can't compete against that. On 77 WABC. Which side are you on? 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 Oh, yeah, that was the uh, 
song by Pete Seeger. It was demanding which side are you on, and that was so obvious this morning. As I joined Sid Rosenberg, we were continuing the commemoration and memorialization, memorialization of his great partner, Bernard McGurk, as we will continue to do. But I really had to take him to task. I really had to jump on his bones because all of a sudden he has this renewed love affair with his pal of all pals, Eric Adams, the swagger man with no plan. Here he is, the, uh, the mayor of New York City, our old friend Eric Adams. Eric, good morning, pal. How are you? Good morning, pal. How are you? So I told the story because, uh, you know, he was uh, talking about how Eric Adams had gone to the wake for Bernard McGurk in Island Park. I said, do you realize when he came in with like 10 uh, of his uh, security, including his brother Bernard, he walked over to um, Bernard McGurk's father, who's 96, to pay his respects. And Bernard's father looked up and said, what are you doing here? Are you here to get votes? And everybody was laughing because they all understood why Eric Adams was there. Can I hear Sid again basically uh, having puppy love with Eric Adams? Here he is, the uh, the mayor of New York City, our old friend Eric Adams. Eric, good morning, pal. How are you? And uh, we were at the point of wanting to project our vomit at that point. And then Lou, Lou, who's been with Sid for so many years, such a key participant in the I Miss in the Morning show and with Bertie and Sid. And boy, Lou, you represented all of us. Yeah, let Sid have it. Please. When the guy calls the yes, show, please. Well, wait a second. I'm so, not giving in on this one. So wait. So the you guy's think a terrible mayor? That's fine. I agree with that. Obviously, I'm the first one to say that. But he at least he showed some compassion. You, okay. Did he show compassion to that woman who got beat we're not, up in the Lee, in the, Lou, in the We're not talking about that All woman. Right, we are the, talking specifically about Bernard. Mayor Eric Adams showed a lot more compassion for our pal Bernie than Kelly, who works with Bernie every day. Oh, what a great comparison. Well, One I'm, guy who doesn't care and another guy who's a terrible mayor. You don't have to but compare But what does a terrible it? mayor have to do with what, the, what, he, what he showed the last couple of days because for Bernard? he hasn't showed compassion to any of the people. I'm not talking the about... The, listen, Lou, I'm not talking about those people. We are talking specifically about okay, Bernard McGurk. Then I'll shut up about No, no, no. Lou, I was never prouder of you. I've uh, really always stuck it to you for walking in to the uh, control room of WABC when they were hiring you guys, the Ivans in the Morning crew, to replace me and Kubi. I hated you then. I hate you forever. But, you know, on this one, I'm going to give you a pass because you defended all of us against Sid. Now, all of a sudden, you know how easy it is to stroke Sid. He had a picture of him and Eric Adams right before the Columbus Day Parade. And Eric Adams is putting thumbs up. Sid naturally is like a peacock all aglow. And you know what's going on in Eric Adams' mind. He's going, I got this sucker cracker back. Meantime, I want to hear, though, what Sid said again. Please, please, Lou. Here he is, the uh, the mayor of New York City, our old friend Eric Adams. Eric, good morning, pal. How are you? <laughs> it was tongue-kissing Eric Adams. By the way, Lou, can we check here the PayPal for the re-election campaign of Eric Adams and see if Sid also made a donation? Oh, my God. I mean, it was like, oh, long-lost lovers. Meantime, you know who epitomized it best? The female voice here you don't want to mess with. One o'clock on Sundays and a column in the New York Post. 
Cindy Adams. She put it all in perspective. Cindy, Cindy Adams, finally. Cindy, I understand you got some hot stories for New Yorkers. Well, what I have is I'm peeing on the mayor. That's what I choose to do. I want to pee on the mayor. Wow, a golden shower. Peeing on the mayor. Lou, I can't believe what Sid said. I got to hear it one more time. Please, Lou. Here he is, the uh, the mayor of New York City, our old friend Eric Adams. Eric, good morning, pal. How are you? Pal. All of a sudden, he's pals. Meantime, all those years, right, when he was a Brooklyn Borough president lying to Bernard McGurk and Sid saying, oh, you're my favorite morning show. Meantime, he's listening to The Breakfast Club, Charlemagne the God telling them, Hey, I got over on those stupid two crackers over at WABC. They think that's my favorite morning show. Yo, brothers and sisters, right on. Lou, you represented all of us today. You made us all proud. We were ready to reach through the microphone and strangle Sid Rosenberg. Because, oh, he was feeling so good. Oh, Eric Adams loves me again. Oh, I'm his favorite. He's going to be listening to me every morning. No. Lou straightened him out. Tell you what, Lou, tomorrow morning, why don't we double-team him and pimp-slap him back into the reality? What the hell happened to Sid Rosenberg? 